Far off, in the distant skies of worlds unknown, there flies a ship called the Kurgan. Aboard, some of the toughest sons of guns for hire this wild universe ever knew. They are the Misery Loves Company. find our heroes Ahab, Bernie, and Clyde aboard their mighty warship, the Kurgan, searching the skies for work. Clyde, the team's pilot and first officer, is at the controls of the Kurgan when a new message beams in. General Bloodstorm is sending us a message. Well, let's hope he's wearing clothes this time. Let's hear what the old man's got to say, Clyde. Maybe he's finally going to start paying us to stop talking to him. A quick bit of work from Clyde at the console, and the holographic visage of General Bloodstorm appears on the view screen of their ship, smoking what many people would consider to be a cigar. Howdy, scumbags. How the shit are you? Pretty swell, considering, you know, Clyde's still alive and all. Great, fantastic. As you know, this is just a recording, so we can't actually communicate. I did know that. <laughs> no, he didn't. Great talking to you, maggots. Anyway, I'm sending you the communications detail for a contact of mine in the Triple Sevens. Her name's Magna. She's one of the newer warlords. All I know is she's got a mission for you. She's trustable. Give her a call when you get the chance. I hear the pay is good. And if you don't want to, I don't care. Don't call me. Well, what if we want to talk? And again, this transmission was pre-recorded, as you know. As you know very well. Good luck. May your missions be easy and your movements be regular. Bloodstorm out. You gotta stop talking to videos, Bernie. I'm glad, and I don't know how to be sociable to our guests. <laughs> it's a video. That's curious. Why would the Triple Sevens need our help? Can't imagine a world where those guys want us around again after we bailed on the whole thing. Call up the Warlord, I guess. But hey, let's be smart about this. The last thing I want is to get caught up in mercenary army bullshit again. On it. Oh, so we can talk to this one. Or is that against the rules too, Clyde? If this ship were the size of your diseased mother's ass, it would still be too small. Listen here, you overgrown living ashtray. Fight me. Don't talk to guests. Fight your friends. Your rules are upside down and inside out. Do you remember eight seconds ago when I said let's be smart about this? If you two assjackers can't stop being assjackers for five seconds, please allow me to kick you off the spaceship. I will oblige you. Clyde, with his smoky tendrils, operates the computer skillfully as the warlord's image appears on the large monitor in the Kurgan, her spider-like facade covered in a multitude of eyes, all of which seem to operate independently. Warlord? You're the Misery Loves Company. Well, we are. We also use names. So do I. Magna, right? Just as sharp as you are, handsome Ahab. I have a job for you. Well, in case the general didn't give you the rundown, here's the basics. The grotesque cancerous tumor with the eye patch on that he almost certainly doesn't need, that looks like he's made of rocks and sorrow, is Bernie. He's the heavy gunner because of course he is. 
If discretion isn't a requirement, but having everything dead is, that's your guy. He's one of the last survivors of his stupid race, who, by the way, are functionally immortal. Which makes the genocide his kind fell into even more comical. We are a people greatly oppressed. Quote unquote, piloting the ship over there is Clyde. After having gone through what some would casually describe as an accident, his physical body was more or less turned into that smoke and nightmares getup you see today. He can shrink, practically disappear, and even grow in size when women aren't looking. Truthfully though, he's the best sniper in the galaxy. Quiet as a fart in church. No security too strong, no shot too impossible. And no pants too tight. <laughs> what part of stop being a butt shop didn't you understand? And then you have me. I'm Ahab. I've been leading teams for the better part of my life. I've been trained by some of the greatest strategists in the universe. And I arguably have the only fully functioning intellect on board this ship. If it's more complicated than, hey, go kill that guy, would ya? And it needs to be done right the first time, 100% guaranteed, call me and only me. Objection. Also, hey, check it out. I got four arms. <sighs> anyway, the three of us are a fire team worth every last cent, of which you'll be charged vigorously. Though if you're interested, we do have a discount for spider women. Are you calling me a spider? Spider? No, just the, you know, the, the eyes. The warlord's multitude of eyes focus sharply on our lovable hero, Ahab. The sexual tension here is palpable. While I do like Ahab's beautiful, large, delicious-looking eyes, I'm not here to bang. I've got a series of jobs I need each of you to do. Simultaneous. Sharp. And perfect. By the way, I heard a rumor you may have blown up that moon. Is that true? We don't talk about that. Ain't my fault. Cobb's gonna be fit to be tied, though. We're not gonna talk about that ever. Warlord. Clyde got all pushy-shovey. You weigh nearly ten tons. He was being pushy-shovey. I weighed less than a glass of milk on that planet. Warlord, please, I'm sorry, you touched on a very sensitive subject. I was not being pushy-shovey. Kurgan, report. Warning. Attack imminent. Further, my dialogue records indicate Clyde was, in fact, being pushy-shovey. You're my favorite computer. <laughs> Thank you. Kurgan, report. Who changed your voice? My voice module was changed to... Sensual woman voice, too. By company member Bernie approximately 60 hours ago. Favorite computer, huh? Nice. Nice. I'm being framed by a bunch of cybernetic butt plugs. Why do you keep talking about butt plugs? Clyde told me it was funny. Do you believe everything Clyde says? Objection. No reason not to. He's my little smoky butt plug pal. Please don't ever say that again. Objection. That's funny. So Clyde was right. Did your ship just say you were being attacked? Uh, Kurgan? EMP rounds were fired at us approximately the moment company member Bernie called company member Clyde a Lil Smoky Butt Plug Pal. <sighs> Kill me. Wow, you guys are really into this banter, huh? Maybe I should give you some privacy. Warlord? Also, Clyde, could you get- Warning. Attack imminent. What the shit? We're being signal locked. 
There's a broadcast. Get it on. Attack imminent. Oh, hey guys. It's Fork. Fork was commonly used by the boys as a scout and occasional meat shield. If you imagined a child's drawing of a pig covered in mud, and had that drawing draw a picture of what it perceived a zebra looked like, then covered that in dried cereal, that's close to what Fork resembled. So, bad news. Fork, what the hell are you doing? Did you launch missiles at us? Ah, Fork wouldn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, but, uh, I mean, I kind of did. I helped, I guess. I don't know. I goofed you guys. Fork, what are you doing? Attack imminent. Should I move the ship? What are you asking me for? Of course move the ship. Somebody's mad. Move the ship. Fork, what are you doing? I was supposed to scout out the remains of that moon you guys sort of, you know, blew up. Maybe look for Cobb Gnarly's secret treasure or, you know, whatever. We're not talking about that. I got caught by the, uh, the space cops. Did you squeal? He squealed. Oh, yeah, I totally squealed. I mean, it's the space cops. You know, they took me to space jail. Uh, are we still friends, or are you guys mad, or... Space uh... jail was a place the Misery Loves Company knew intimately due to simple ineptitude and a routine accumulation of space parking tickets. Man, I don't want to go back to space jail. No, wait, jail. wait, sorry. I, you know, I got mixed up. It's okay. I got away from the space cops. I squealed to the other guys. What other guys? The, uh, the frog guys. Frog guys? Yeah, uh, the ones with the, the things, the ships with the, you know, the, uh, uh, the chomping, uh, the frog things. There is a 50% chance that Fork is talking about the gladiators and their aeronautical capture and control ships. Kurgan, change voice module to default, please. Switching to standard female operating voice. You're a monster, Clyde. I loved her. Did you sell us out to the gladiator's fork? Yeah, those guys. <laughs> oh, man. What a goof. I'm a goof. I'm, I goofed. How did you get frog people out of that? Simple misunderstanding. They're attacking you with the frog ship. <laughs> I'm such a goof. Oh, man. At that moment, a massive ship uncloaked nearby. Its mighty jaws opened, already drawing the Kurgan into its docking bay. Okay, before this thing blows up our ship, let's get in the escape vessel. Kurgan, cloak and follow us, understood? I understand, company member Ahab. Off we go again. Hurry up. Should I take my guns? No, come on, this is a done deal. Kurgan, I'll be back for you. I will still be your ship's onboard AI when you return, company member Bernie. With that, the Misery Loves Company boarded a smaller escape vessel and jettisoned from the Kurgan. The Kurgan was able to disappear before the capture vessel was close enough to catch it in a gravity well. The conversation with Fork continued. Fork, I'm gonna kill you. Someday. So we can still be pals then. That's good. Ah, sorry anyway. There is a 100% chance of the escape vessel being boarded by angry gladiators in mere moments. Defensive posture recommended. No, open us up, Kurgan. I got a plan. Has Ahab gone mad? Are the Misery Loves Company boys doomed on the very first episode of their new show? Find out next time on the intergalactic rock and roll adventures of the Misery Loves Company in episode two, The Plan, or Boom Boom, Ain't It Great to Be Crazy. The 
Misery Loves Company is written, directed, and produced by Morgan Stewart and stars Derek Huss, Katie Pappas, Jake Roberts, Ryan Sheehy, and Morgan Stewart. Guests in this episode include Jason Edwards, Brianne Hollis, and Caitlin Sabet. 